Hey, this is Steve with the Punch-Out! Podcast. With me on this episode are Kevin Reagan. Hey, Steve. Ian O'Shea. Hey, Steve. Jesse Preisendorfer. Hey, Steve. And our storyteller is Alan Williams. Hello, Alan. Hello, Steve, and hello, everyone. Hey, Alan. All right, Alan, you have a story for us, I hear. I do. So actually, this is a story about love. Ooh. It's the story of how I met my my wife. Can we get her to tell it instead? Uh, you can actually have her on like the second half of the podcast. She'll come in and she'll tell her version. So for the record, the story starts in a strip club. And I feel like I should start by clarifying that no, Tara is not, nor has she ever been a stripper. I assumed you are. So that's fine. I have been known. Let's uh, just have full respect. That's not to say that she couldn't if she didn't choose to. That is correct. Absolutely. Every choice is important and every choice brings outcomes that are that are fine. <laughs> yep. So uh, we we actually met on a St. Paddy's Day bar crawl in Conshohocken. So oh, if there's not a situation set up for two people to meet and fall in love, a St. Paddy's Day bar crawling Conshohocken, I, I don't know what's better than that. What are we talking, Alan? Are we talking buses? You're doing the, uh, what do they call it? The Aaron the Gilbert Aaron Express? Yeah, that's it. No, no. So my best friend um, at the time, this is now eight years ago, 2013, uh, my best friend at the time, her older sister always did the St. Paddy's Day bar crawl with friends. And in prior years, it had started at Bagataway. Do you guys know Bagataway in Conshohocken? No. No, I know, I know the post office and the Wawa. Okay. You guys, good knowledge of Conshohocken on the podcast. I got it. Hey, Alan, you're saying best friend at the time. She has since been demoted. Uh, she has <laughs> since moved to Boston and gotten married. And once you're moved and married, dead to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she moved away and, uh, you know, you just don't see each other as much. So I like that he said best friend at the time and it was only seven years ago. Like, That's right. You say that when it's 30 years ago. I just thought it was all an awkward moment when I found out I am not Alan's best friend. Yeah. Right? You might be. You might be at this time. Oh, now I am. Seven years ago. That checks out. That yeah. checks out. So who's your best friend now? TBD. You guys are all in the running. By the end of the podcast, we're going to have a winner. Jesse set you up and you failed. The answer is your wife. It, it should have been your wife. You failed. Unbelievable. Terrible. This is why you're saving your questions for when Tara tells her version of the story. You can see who she says is her best friend and, and what she says. I'll tell you, she's going to say her friend Shelly, who lives in Annapolis. So we'll both be winners or losers, if you will. Yeah. So you guys are married and you're not best friends to your spouses? No. No. That's not a real thing. It's not? Okay. No. The bar crawl would start this bar, Big Attaway, which is like a dive bar in Conshohocken. And it would always end at the strip club, which is like a strip club that is like a combo strip club. Is that club. Cloud Nine or is that, oh, that's a ballerina, the Conshohocken Ballet. See, now you're going to put me on the spot and I won't remember the name of the strip club. So No, it's I, I know it. Yeah, it's a Conshohocken Ballet is was, was like the the uh, funny term for it, but it's a, uh, yeah, Seventh Heaven or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, it's very similar to the Dolphin. If you ever went to the Dolphin down on Broad Street, right, where they come out every 15 minutes with the pasties. Yeah, I've been there with and um, I obviously believed both of those names because neither of them are on the podcast. We're not today. using that. I yeah. know, but we're using it. 
<laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna name drop so many people. That's fine. You can. You're the storyteller. Alan, the whole thing takes place in Conshohocken. Like the the whole crawl is in Conshohocken. Correct. It always ends at a strip club. Interesting. Yeah. Now, so here's what made this year unique. Aside from the fact that I met the love of my life and best friend Tara. Nice. Good save. Is that this year they decided to reverse it so it started at the strip club. Yeah. And ended at Big Attaway. That's a terrible. Bold. Idea. Bold, bold decision. Terrible, yeah. terrible. That's the wrong direction for that whole day. Yeah, it's really hard to start your day there. Well, it's hard to move from there. Like yeah. you start there, you're kind of stuck. Like how do you? On the floor, like literally your feet are stuck yeah. to the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't mop, is what I'm saying, Steve. It's like popcorn and juju beads and- A lot of- Cum. It's a lot of cum, Steve. Just right there on the floor of the bar. Just- yeah. The day shift is a rough crowd. Yeah. How many of you guys have been thrown out of a strip club? Never. All right. No, no, never. Never thrown out. I guess I have a story for our next podcast. I've been the last to leave. That's an accomplishment. Yeah. Well, so he had so he had to lock up. I mean, he was managing the place. Yeah. I mean, obviously, got to make sure everyone gets home safe. <laughs> the DJ tossed me the keys like a valet. The answer, though, Jesse, to your question of like, if it's hard to leave, you know, when you start the strip club, is it's surprisingly not when it's five o'clock p.m. on a Saturday. And the light is streaming in through the window, and it, you know, has you, you. You're you're judging your own mortality. You want to leave. You want to really want to leave. Yeah. Uh, for exactly. a minute, I thought you were singing Piano Man, and then it just yeah. kind of went off. Yeah. So for that, Alan, I like that idea of starting at the strip club yes. so that it's five o'clock and you're there for a drink or two and you want to leave. Exactly. And you go, this is ridiculous. Let's go to the bars. They've yes. probably had it go reverse when it ends there. And it just is a debacle with the oh, drunken yeah. Aaron express at the place. Nobody's tipping, nobody's doing anything. Nobody's spending money. It, that's, it's, that's probably a very shrewd business move. That's exactly right. Yeah. Now, before we move on from here, I should actually go back to the real beginning of the story, mm. which is me landing at the Philadelphia airport from a week-long work trip, exhausted. Where? Where was the trip? Uh, I don't remember at all. Okay. This was not when you were saving the United States of America from terrorism, was it? No, that was not. No, that was way back in 2006. Okay. Um, and it was Spain. It was Spain that I was saving, not the U.S. Well, we're, they're a protectorate of the U.S. Everyone. Oh, it's a, a colony, essentially. Just real, real quick, Alan. Thank you for your service. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's nice to be appreciated. So, Alan, you're single. You're living by yourself. Correct. Yep. Okay. So, you know, work trips in 2013 were like a lot of drinking, a lot of late nights, like getting to know new people, just a lot of energy expenditure. And I landed in Philadelphia and it was whatever, three in the afternoon. And I'm oh, like, wow. really, all I want to do <clears throat> is like go back to my apartment, like order a pizza and watch TV all night. Like that's what my heart is calling out to me to do. Right. Um, but I promised my best friend at the time, now good friend, since been demoted. She's dead to us. She's dead to us. He's like private friend, right? Like not colonel friend anymore. I promised her that I would do this this uh, bar crawl with her. And I knew that it would be fun, but I'm like, it's, it's energy and effort to get up there, right? Yeah. And energy and effort to do it, right? So I went through that in the cab on the way back to my apartment. I went through that kind of decision process of... Oh. Do I really have the energy to like get my stuff together 
and clean up and you know put on a happy face and go up to the strip club in the uh, taxi ride from the airport to home to do a quick change are you going over potential scenarios that you could feed her that like this is why i can't make it yeah the excuses like i'm i'm very sick diarrhea uh it's diarrhea is it's really the answer to everything yeah, send pictures that I find on the internet, but pretend that they're from my phone, like that kind of stuff. Like yeah. I have like a terrible like immunological disease that I contracted or, you know, became a thing. You know, there's all kinds of excuses you could go through. Dog ate my homework. Whatever. I think I figured out why she's not your best friend anymore. Tell us. You, you just lie. You like you come up with all these creative things like. Yeah. But they're only in my head. Like I didn't actually use any of the lies. Right, I, you showed up. You showed up. I showed up. So it's like it's kind up. of a happy. Okay. Progression, I think. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna spin it positively, but it is a good point that I was considering many many lies that I could tell. And when you did go home, was it a was it just a whores bath, tops and tails? How's definitely, your definitely like wet the rag, like armpits and you know nether regions, and then go. I yep. mean, it's it is true. I mean, like I said, like I like the the crawl started at five or six, right? And I landed at three. So you're literally like to your point. Come home, drop off the stuff. Shower, Close. change, yeah. and then drive up, you know. Yeah. So get up to the strip club. And, like, <laughs> I had met her, my friend's older sister, once before. She wasn't even there yet. So it was all people I didn't know. Yeah. So that's, like, the start to the the crawl is, like, a bunch of people I don't know at a very awkward strip club. I feel like it's across the street from, like, a power plant or, like, it's, like, a weird area. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, well, this is already off to a terrible start. How do I escape? So I was like, definitely didn't get off to a good start. How do you even know you're part of it? Do you have a ticket for this? Or do you just kind of saddle up to the crowd? I mean... Yeah, you literally... That's the part that's the energy, right? Because, like... And I feel like I'm, I'm definitely an extrovert, but I think people that are introverts identify with the idea of, like, a crowd of people you don't know yeah. requires an enormous amount of energy to just, like, walk up and be like, hello, yeah. how do you know everybody? Like, I'm, you know, Dave oh. Jadico's friend. You know, he's going to be dancing on the bar later tonight with Tom Fowler, <laughs> right? Like, you, See, I like don't you beat know. the names when you say it, Alan. Oh, Okay. <laughs> It makes it much better. Yeah. Um, and so you got to like really like go balls out when you like get there, right? Yeah. And again, the environment is horrible because there are literally half-naked women on the bar. And you're like, do I get a beer? Do I start talking? And what? How do I? Oof. Just a really bad start. Hey, but you've already made the decision to be there. So are you, do you just go all in or are you still apprehensive? Are you like, okay, fuck it. I'm here. So I had driven up from Philly, right? I parked my car in a lot that was like a 24-hour lot. So I'm like, I can either commit and get my car in the morning, right? Because like my friend had a, a guest room in her house that's like at the end of the bar crawl. Or I'm like, if it stinks, I can leave in a couple hours, say this was fun and, and drive back and do my thing. So that's kind of like the thing about being at the strip club and the risk of starting it is because it's such a terrible environment and yeah. awkward and not conducive to meeting people and even just having regular conversations at all sure. that you really just want to leave right away. Yeah. Fortunately, like, again, we didn't spend a ton of time there. So that was, that was great. And we started the crawl and like, it was a well-planned crawl, right? So like the, the bars that they wanted to go to were, like we're all planned out and everything. 
the thing that that was like notable to me is that it was like one of those uh, nights. It was in March, right? March 2013. And it like one of those lucky nights where it's like really warm. So yeah. like everybody was out in Conshohocken, like the right. like jam packed everybody going out, like all kinds of groups. Early spring feel. Yeah. Totally. It's actually like people are like, oh my gosh, this is the first kind of warm weekend in a long time. Like, well, I think Conshohocken is is Native American for idiots partying. Yeah, we saw that on full display for sure. And Alan, so now, now, so your friend shows up. You're good. You have a wingman now. Yeah. And so, you know, we've got this kind of group of people. I know, obviously, my my friend, I kind of know her sister through that. We end up at like, it's probably the second or the third bar. And we're literally like shoulder to shoulder with people like so packed that you like can't move at all. Irish pub this is an Irish pub. Patty's Day. They're all Irish pubs. It's yeah. definitely <laughs> one of the many Irish pubs. Yeah, I'm saying it's not App- Applebee's or TGI Fridays. No, Conchhocken is just littered with bars. Yeah. Literally, you throw a stone and wherever it hits, that's the next bar you go to. Yeah. So we are kind of hanging out and all of a sudden, like I kind of turn and Tara and her good friend that she grew up with, her name is Abby, walk in. And again, it's one of those environments where like there's so many people around, you don't really know anybody. Like I didn't even really think much of it at the time, right? I'm like, oh, hello, two new people. And like my kind of like, at this point, like I've shaken off the whole like, am I tired? Do I want to do it? We're kind of into it. You're two, three drinks in. You're part of it. Yeah, absolutely. And so I was going to the bar at the time. I'm like, hey, can I can I get the two of you a drink? And they said, sure, yeah, grab us beers, no problem. So they were they were with they were peripherally with your group. Actually, good question, right? So at the time, the girl Abby that Tara has been good friends with from youth worked with my best friend. So my best friend had invited me and her coworker Abby, and her coworker Abby invited Tara. Got it. So Abby was sort of like the the like linchpin of the whole operation. To be clear, your best friend at the time. Yeah, not not anymore. Definitely nope. now demoted to. Just want to make sure we're talking about friend. the same person. I can't wait to send the audio of this to her and have her comment on it and be like, "What? <laughs> yes. What does that even mean for us right now?" We find the smallest minutia detail and we just fixate on it. Yeah, we aren't listening to your story anymore. We won't let this go. Actually, she could just subscribe to our podcast. That's You're going to get another listener, or maybe even two, tonight. (laughs) So I get them a beer. Just one. One for them to share. Just one for them to share, right? I'm like, what am I, made of money? That's fair. Yep. When you see Tara for the first time, what are you feeling? What are you thinking? Uh, I feel like bring her in and like say it to her face. I mean, like, I didn't feel anything positive or negative, right? Like... Thank you for just being honest and not saying, oh, my God, I was struck by thunder. Yeah, like the seas parted and the light shone and it was like love at first sight. There was another lovely person who was in the group. Yeah, I mean, and the way that I would explain it, you know, seriously, is like, again, there's like 8,000 people in the bar. You're like jostling. You're like your attention is like diverted all kinds of places. You're on your way to being drunk. That exactly right. And so I had, I got them the beer and then you kind of get like pulled into another conversation. It was like, whatever, right? So I think it's a really good, a good point. Like, I don't think that like, I don't know that either one of us really thought much of it. Although 
Tara will will tell you that like she thought it was meaningful to her that moment because she's like they from their perspective they had the same feeling that I had when I walked into the strip club which is there's all these people we don't know what is this environment it's all unknown we don't know people and I was the guy that's like hey welcome to our group here's where we kind of are awesome. let me get you a drink hang friendly out face yeah friendly yeah I thought you were gonna say I'm really horny and I don't have any ones <laughs> Yeah, I should have said, this bar is busted. If we go up the street, there's a strip club where the ladies just wear pasties. Let's go in reverse. What do you think? <laughs> so, like, we really, like, the part of this story that I like is, like, there wasn't that clap of lightning. I think that that's actually kind of important. Like, we didn't even yeah. really talk that much at the first bar at all. Yeah. Right? There was nothing meaningful about that interaction except I said, let me get you a beer. And then that was it. And then we were kind of like, whatever. In fact, not only was there like not a clap of lightning, but we the group soon after like left that bar. And so Tara's friend Abby was like interested in this guy at the time who was at a different bar than where the group was going. So we split. So Abby and Tara and like a couple other people went to this other bar and we went in a different direction. Mm -hmm. I hate Abby. I hate Abby right now. <laughs> She's following her dream, Jess. You know, on. hold on to that. Like, guys, spoiler alert, this story has a happy ending, so it's okay. Here's the happy ending I need. Is Abby going to be one of our new subscribers? Yeah, definitely. Now, three. Oh, then I don't hate her. Then, Jesse, okay. how dare you? That's a terrible thing to say. Yeah. I'm with Jesse. Abby, Abby peeled off from the group. She's right now, she is the Iceman of the group. Okay. That's tough but fair. Tough but fair. <laughs> So the other thing that was happening during this time and on this bar crawl, there was a another woman that was on the crawl who had recently broken up with her boyfriend. Get in line, bitch. In probably the most cliche way possible, like a very typical, like, uh, he's just not that into you kind of a way, right? right? Where it's like, I text him all the time. I yeah. call him. He never returns my phone call. Like, we went out. It's 2013, right? So she, like, tagged him in the ice bucket challenge, and he didn't do it. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of awkward things happening. I mean, like, it's 2013. It's still rotary phones, right? There's no internet yet. Like, you can't just, like, connect with people in 2013. She she mailed them at the mailbox, post office yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Leg has had gone gangrenous from the war. Yeah. I had my the what's the thing called where you put the wax on the letter and you like stamp it with your family seal? Like yeah, to seal. use that. Seal. I think that's what it's called. Call the seal, yeah, yeah wax yeah. seal. Yeah. So we ended up at this food place and the this woman was like basically crying about how her I'm sorry, like, real quick. Alan, is that what you call restaurants? Food places, yeah. What do you call there's them? There's drink places, there's pasty places, and there's food places. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. You know what? I've been wasting a lot of energy. Thank you. I don't subscribe to your fancy multiple-syllable words, Ian. I don't need to say restaurant yeah. versus You're right. food place. Car hole. Yeah, I mean, keep it simple. That's what I say. Yeah. You got it. So she was crying about this guy... And I was doing the like, you know, don't worry about it. Like, it's not worth your time. Like, clearly, that's not going where we were, we were kind of talking about it. And in walks Tara and Abby. So we, we, had, done, we had, you know, we had the carrier pigeons fly to like find them. Right. And they met up with us. So the groups now reconverged at this food place. 
And, you know, Tara and Abby were kind of sitting there while I was having this conversation with this woman being like, you're, you know, you're too good to lament this like rando. Well, and she's drunk now. Now you're having a drunken conversation with a girl who just got broke. That's exactly, that's exactly Which is one of the top five worst conversations to have with a drunken girl who just got broken up with. Because it can't go to a productive place. There's no logic. Or man. Or man. Yeah. It's the worst. Nice save, Ian. Close it's true. Yeah, I know. I think too much time went by. Yeah, that was, I, was, I, just, I was timing it. Just it was? T- right, yeah. That was enough. Well, Jesse, what are we thinking? <laughs> it's fine. Let's, let's just let's move on. That means Ian failed miserably. <laughs> I would just say for all the ladies that are listening that Ian means real well. He really means well. <laughs> the ladies aren't buying any of that anymore. Mm, you can mean okay. all you want. That's yeah. not. Maybe the three That's new that. listeners are. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Alan, this is like episode 175. They know who Ian is. And more importantly, they know who Ian isn't. All right. <laughs> wow. And we love him. You know, we're, we're evolving. And if that pause was too long, apologies. The truth is, that's one of the worst conversations you can possibly have with a human being. <laughs> I fully, fully agree for all the reasons that you said. Yep. So we're having this conversation, Tara and Abby walk in. And again, you know, you'll have to have Tara, when she does her version of the story, tell you what went through her mind. But what she has told me is, you know, she saw me as someone who was like taking the time to give thoughtful feedback and like listening to this person like understanding shoulder to cry on we haven't even so tara and i still haven't even really officially met like i don't know her name i don't know her as anyone other than like another person right you're just being yourself which is a good guy yeah that's it but you have landed on her radar yeah that is correct she had again at this point is thinking here's this guy who is nice and like made the point to get us a beer and now is as like taking the time to like have a good conversation with some idiot with somebody yeah with somebody who is going through a rough time yeah so you're compassionate so that's right that's always going to be attractive always so like again that part ended and this is where we went to the gataway right so this is now the grand finale of the tour right so it's probably about midnight at this point in time right so it's like the final throws of the bar crawl so wait hold on alan this was all taking place in that bar you have now adjourned to that bar the food place was before Pagataway. Correct. Pagataway okay. is a new alcohol place. A new it's the last alcohol stop. place. Correct. And the last stop on the bar tour. Got it. Side note, if you call it a bar tour, it sounds much classier than a bar crawl. So think about that for your regular life. Mm. Does it though? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, we're going yeah, on a bar tour. Yeah. A bar tour, you're talent. A bar crawl, you're just crawling along. Crawling. Like the other mm-hmm. Yeah. Bar crawl is something that like fraternities do. Bar tour is like what connoisseurs of like the finer things right, do. Right, sampling. Exactly. Yes. Different bourbons, different charcuterie. That's right. Yeah. People who enjoy charcuterie. All right. So we get to Big Attaway and I walked in, kind of like the group walks in. I walked in right behind Tara. And like, there was like a jam up at like the, at the entrance. And so I'm like, I need to like figure out a place that I can go. So again, the woman I was, had been talking with the breakup, she and I kind of like ended up on the other side of the bar where it was like more space yeah. and we got two seats. It's like 
like moderately crowded, right? At this point. Now, this is a common occurrence. I mean, anybody in a breakup, you know, the person who's a shoulder to cry on, sometimes that is missed signals or misunderstood signals. Is is she kind of glomming on to you for lack of a better term? Like you're going to be a rebound. Good news for everybody involved in the story, there's probably less than zero interest from either of us in the other person. Cool. Which is actually lovely because again, we were, we were also like, I knew of her through friends and like we had hung up before and like, so we got along great, which is again, why we're having the comfort of having the conversation. Right. You were just there for her. Exactly. Right. Right. So we just end up, we end up talking and like we have our beers and we're just like talking about whatever, shooting the shit. And like all of a sudden I turn and here's Tara and she's got two beers in her hand. And she's like, oh, I wanted to buy you a beer to return the favor from when you bought me a beer before. Nice. That's hot. It was awesome. It was so great. So like this moment is so important to me to your point, because like Tara, like coming into this bar, there's like a a bunch of people that she could talk to. And she's like, no, like I need to buy a beer for this random dude just to say thank you. Again, still, neither of us are like, like we're dating, we're like, we are interested. Like there's, it's literally just like an exchange of niceties at this point. But she made the point to like come over and say, I got you a beer, but I'd literally just gotten a beer. So I had a full beer in front of me and she's like, I got you this beer. And I was like, all right, well, set it down and let's talk. Like, and so the, the good news is so Lauren, you know, who we were kind of talking to in an informal way, like she ended up like there are other people around, like she ended up talking to somebody else. And then Tara and I just started talking. And this is probably where the story in my mind gets the most interesting is. So this is a Saturday night. It's March 17th, 2013. Yep. Yeah. And the Wednesday before I had found out that I'd gotten promoted at work and I was being relocated to Seattle, Washington. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I remember it. It's when I lost my best friend. Yeah, that's right. That's when you got demoted. It was at that point in time. You were you were number four. And I'm way down on that list. And so we we ended up spending most of the time talking about how excited I was about Seattle. I was looking forward to, to moving, like new exciting challenges, whatever. She was very excited. And actually, like now that I'm like thinking about this. The hook that actually connected us was I brought up comedy sports. Yeah. Right. So, so she's like, what do you do? Like, what are your hobbies or whatever? And I said, I do improv comedy. She's like, oh my gosh, I would love to see a show. And I said, well, I mean, if you give me your number, I'll shoot you a text. Like when the next show is again, I'm not even thinking like hookup. I'm literally. Yes, you are. You definitely are because you know, the answer to that question, it's Saturday, seven 30 and 10 back then. Anyhow. You could have said that, but you want her to come see you. You're thinking of a hookup. Like my subconscious is smarter. Real quick, was it was it your idea or was it your penis's idea? Well, you know, history may never know the answer to that question. It's like unsolved mysteries. History will know because guess who our guest is next week? Your penis. Your penis. Fantastic. <laughs> here we go, everybody. I want to be here. <laughs> yeah. You're going to need to get somebody else. So we, we end the conversation at like, whatever, 1245, one o'clock with like, I have her number. 
and I'm going to text her for comedy sports, or right, maybe right. my penis is going to do the texting. I don't know the dexterity, but we'll, you know, we don't know. And so as I'm walking out, like to like go crash in my friend's place, I sent her a text to say, hi, this is Alan. Is this a real number? Yeah. When you got the number, I mean, obviously you texted it very quickly. You yeah. didn't follow, follow the swinger rules. Right. Um, no. So you texted it at that time. Were you like, oh, I kind of like this woman? No, nope. No, you were just giving her information. Correct. I feel like the swinger rule is out the window when it comes to texting. Well, yeah, there was no texting then. Yeah. So I sent her the text and then Lauren and my friend Jess and I, well, she lived like two blocks from the bar, Big Attaway, and I was like going to crash on the couch. So we like end up going back to uh, Jess's house. We're still like hanging out. We're still like, we actually had another drink back at our place. Like we're just chilling. And probably around three o'clock in the morning, I get a text back from Tara. So she had gotten into her car and driven home. So she actually had only had that whole time, two drinks. Yeah. The beer you bought her and the beer she bought you. That's literally exactly it. Yes. Wow. And so uh, she had gotten into her car and driven back to Wayne. She did a pub crawl sober. Yeah. How bad is that? Like that in retrospect, like how did she even survive it with like all of us being ridiculous? That sounds like a nightmare. (laughs) That's the worst. Walking into a party and you're the only sober one. Yeah. That is the worst. Yeah. We should all like go like next March on the Aaron Express, but only have two beers. (laughs) Yeah, all night. (laughs) Yeah. I'm busy. Yeah. So she sent me a text at three in the morning. I didn't realize that she was driving home. So it was like an hour and a half or whatever. And she texted me and we ended up like exchanging four or five texts that were just like fun, like flirty texts, right? Like, again, this is another question for her when you have her on next week with my penis is... do you remember the text like and what we said yeah because all that i remember is that i was enjoying the text exchange at three in the morning and i find my found myself saying hey we should grab some dinner at a food place we should go out at a food food place place. let's do that yeah yeah so we ended up getting together for dinner like that next tuesday oh that's great and that was our that was our first date where did you go do you remember where you went to dinner yeah, uh, now defunct Triumph uh, Brewery uh, between like front and second. Okay. It's now like second story brewing across yeah. from Buffalo Billiards and like where Eulogy used to be. None of you know. None of you live in the city. I know what you're talking. I know what you're talking at. Don't lie. Don't lie. So, Alan, that was three days later you went on this date. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, wait a second. Did you go into that a couple days later? thinking date because of the text you had definitely for sure definitely yeah. yeah so at what text did it shift i mean you were drunk she wasn't yeah it for me shifted basically when she sent me a text at three in the morning right right and again it's not because it's like oh we're flirting but like she got the text and she's like it'd be very easy to be like i'm just i'll text them back in the morning and be like hey it's great yeah. to see you too whatever right yeah. So like, I'm like, oh, the interaction was meaningful for her that she wanted to text me at three, even if I didn't respond. And I texted her right back because it was also meaningful for me. So it's like, 
to the question again from Jesse, from you, like, what did I think when she first walked in the very first bar? I didn't think anything. It's like it felt like it snuck up on me. I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I've enjoyed every moment of this whole interaction. And like, it was comfortable right from the beginning. There is no moment ever of being like, this is weird. And like, we're trying to do the boy girl thing. Or like, we just were like talking and it felt right right away and i didn't even realize how right it felt until literally i remember very distinctly watching her walk up like i was standing outside the restaurant the food place uh, as she walked up and i was like i'm really excited for this date you know which so cool we can't always say about our first dates right like it's like awesome so we had a great first date we kissed at the end of the first date and uh one month later we moved to seattle together that's awesome damn a month i knew you went to seattle with her i didn't realize that was a month into dating her shit dude that's fast yeah so we literally so like i said it was march 19th that we went on our first date i think it was like i want to say april 6th that we were in seattle together looking at apartments Wow. I should actually also say, like, so obviously, like, the first date, it was just obvious that, like, we got along great. It just, like I said, it felt just right. Clearly. Clearly. It didn't feel like a date, like, what's going to happen. It felt like we're just two people that are together. You know what I mean? And I remember very distinctly, like, yeah, she had stayed over one night, like, again, in that first month. She stayed over in your guest room on a spare couch. Yeah, she yes. was on the she was on the spare couch. Um, well, Alan was. Alan was on the spare couch. Like I was on. Yeah. Oh right. We, all, right. we alternated like each night that she sit over. Like one night you get the bed, the next night I get the bed. Like depending on like who was cooler that night, you know. I don't think this is funny. <laughs> wow. You know, Alan, it's funny because like talking about like a sliding door moment. I don't think that we really experience a ton of them in our lives. I think we do, but. I don't think every decision. I mean, clearly, if you're like, oh, I want Thai food over, you know, yep. Indian food, that's whatever, yeah. that's so inconsequential. But that a night where you easily could have been like, I'm tired. I just yep. flew in. I'm not going to go. Yeah. Your life yeah. is incredibly different. Not just obviously yeah. Tara is not in your life, which is huge because that is your life. But you are very likely not necessarily, I don't say very likely, but there's a very good chance you don't come back to Philadelphia when you go to Seattle, that your life yeah. takes yeah. you to other places. And it's like, well, yeah. I'm just going to keep going and see where this thing. Yeah. That night, Alan, that night you, you met your soulmate and you demoted your best friend. Yeah. <laughs> there were big moments that happened that night, right? Tough choices. And we, you know, do it. What's right for us. Yeah. Alan, do you want to uh, plug anything? I do actually. Comedy Sports is going to do a relaunch of Christmas Town, Pennsylvania, nice. uh, starring Mr. Ian O'Shea as Kent Dujour. <laughs> <laughs> I want to boo, but I saw it before and it was fantastic. It was so good. Excellent. It has so good. been three years since we've done it. It was 2018 that we did it last time. Um, we're relaunching it. Wow. So good. Uh, we've got uh, some returning cast that we're very excited about. And we've got a couple new stars that are joining the cast that we're very excited about. Um, and so December 10th, Friday, is the first show. 
Um, so I would ask folks to mark their calendars for December 10th, but yeah. we have six shows throughout December um, before Christmas and it's going to be uh, a remarkable show. So check it out. Is that all ages, Alan? I think that's an all ages. It is all ages. Um, I will not give too many details, but I will say there are puppets involved. Yep. So it is a great family show. Great family show. Where, where do they go to buy tickets? I, I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you helping me out with like this. I don't know how to, I, I don't know how to plug things. We got you, buddy. Um, go to comedysportsphilly.com. Now, again, that's comedy sports with a Z. What? Philly.com. So comedysportsphilly.com, you'll see the, the spot to get it. But to your point, Kevin, uh, we also have matinees. So on Sundays, the 11th and the 18th, we'll have 2 p.m. matinees. And the last show is going to be on the 18th, uh, which is uh, going to be at 7 p.m. So plenty of shows for kids. Here's another great selling point for that. Uh, by the time this very episode comes out, there is a more than better chance that the FDA will have approved the vaccine for kids Ooh. between five and 12. Yes. Had likely already approved it before this came out, which means many people listening, if you have children, they've already had one shot. So by the time December 10th, 11th, 18th roll around, um, they likely would be fully vaccinated. And that's what I'm hoping for because I would love nothing more than to bring my kid out to see that show. It's a this is our most political podcast to date. 